This is. This is. This is. Greater Boston. Two double paychecks. Getting paid a full salary for sitting on my ass. To sticking by friends even after escaping the hell that brought us together in the first place. To dipshit. To dipshit. Woo! Cheers. Did any of you see that they found Tate? Yeah. Turns out he isn't dead. That's right. Pay up, Belladia. I told you there was something fishy about how all that went down. Him going on a bender just seemed too convenient to be true. Well, actually, we don't know if he was on a bender or not. That maybe could have been what sent him up to the publisher's office in the first place. Wait. Are we really going to gloss over the fact that that's where those pneumatic tubes led to? A full-on supervillain's hidden office complete with a secret elevator. It is pretty wild. You think dipshit ever got to go up there? No chance. We're all right, pal. We've still got half a pitcher between us. (laughs) What? Oh, no, I'm not here to offer you anything to drink. I don't work here. What are you doing bothering us? Yeah, can't you see we're kind of busy catching up right now? And why are you dressed like a mailman? Not really looking for any new friends. Buddy, you are all ex-employees of Third Side Media, correct? Who's asking? Oh, my name is Bernie, and uh, I'm a postman, if that wasn't already abundantly clear from my outfit. Huh. I guess you are. And? Why are you bothering us in the middle of our happy hour? I don't see any of our mailboxes around. Do you? Do I? He's got a good point. I think you'll find I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Uh, Take a look at what's written on that envelope there. Which one of us? Any of you will suffice. It's addressed to the bunch of you. To my fellow Third Sight employees. Thirsty Scholar Pub. Thursdays, 6 p.m. That's oddly specific. Looks like it was postmarked a while back now. Well, this is the first time all of you were here since it came into my possession. Uh, last week, Natalie's brother was in town from Minnesota, and the week before that, Jonas had his first villainous vegan cooking class over at Veggie Galaxy, and the week before that was Thanksgiving. Huh. I... I I guess that makes sense. No one else finds it disconcerting that he knows this much about our lives? Nah, I'm way more curious about who sent a letter addressed to all of us in the first place. It's from Michael Tate. No shit, we were just talking about him. Well... Somebody going to open it? Just as soon as this joker goes on his way. Oh, you mean me? Well, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to stay. Are you an ex-Third Sight employee that none of us are aware of? Well, no. Uh, but you see, I've been delivering so many of these all at once, and I am just so curious about their contents. That seems awfully weird. Yeah. Move along, bud. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> My apologies. Have a happy holiday. You really can't just say Merry Christmas, asshole. That was weird. Uh, not as weird as this. To my fellow Third Sight Media employees, I'm writing to tell all of you that I am nearing the end of my life, but not, as many of you theorized on the local news to Chuck Octagon, because I went off on a bender and fell into a dumpster somewhere. No, I've spent the last several weeks trapped in the publisher's offices? which can be found by accessing the secret elevator behind the kombucha machine. 
a little late to tell us about that, isn't it? Yeah. You've already been found, guy. Shut up, Natalie. I want to hear what else he's got to say to us. I know that none of you hold me in very high regard after I rebuffed your first invitation to your unofficial weekly happy hour. But I'm hoping there may be one of you that cares enough about my well-being to assist the authorities in my rescue. Or, at the very least, direct them towards my body so that it doesn't become a health hazard for whoever takes the building over next. Calm down, buddy. We didn't think about you that much. Come on. You're hogging it. We should all have a turn. Otherwise, I want you all to know that I'm very glad you found each other. (laughs) I know how difficult it can be to foster and maintain healthy friendships into adulthood and how rare it is to have such a tight-knit group of them all together at that. I really do appreciate you extending the offer to have me join in on the fun and apologize for declining. You see, it didn't have to do with anything about any of your individual personalities, but out of my own sense of self-preservation. As you all seem to have realized by now, I am an alcoholic. No way. Really? It's not like you ever talked about it or anything. And one recovering from a recent relapse at that. So spending any of my free time in a bar could have been dangerous for my future. And that's something that's hard to open up about with people you barely know, other than over the occasional donut in the break room. Got a point. That all being said, I do hope that the bunch of you will consider taking stock of what it means to be part of your group, and more than that, what it means to be outside of it. Your intense connection can be off-putting for people interacting with the outside, especially when you get it inside your heads that they've wronged you. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Some kind of psychotherapist? You have this unspoken pack mentality that causes you to gang up on any perceived threat. Your ability to reduce someone to a shell of themselves would be impressive if it wasn't also so deviously cruel. You can really be a bunch of mean girls at the cool kids' table in the cafeteria. And I don't mean that as a compliment. Listen. Okay. I understand that Mr. Paletti could be a bit of a hard ass after he became our manager. And an eccentric one at that. But did you really have to rig the vote for his new name into calling him dipshit? Even if that's what you were already regularly calling him during these little happy hours of yours, was it entirely necessary that he be made aware of that fact? And did you seriously have to stuff the ballot box so that he'd go through with it? You all knew how susceptible he was to that sort of thing. Damn right we did. I hope you all take this to heart as you move away from each other and into new careers separately. Hang on to those positive aspects of your relationship. The close bond you developed while working in a job you may not have liked. But maybe try to take real stock of what it means to be on the receiving end of your ire. And see if you can't use your need to protect one another for the greater good. Regardless, I hope you all have been able to get back on your feet. And that the extra paychecks I've sent to you were able to help. You all deserve better than what Oliver West gave you. I love you all very much. Test. Michael Tate. Okay, buddy. Jealous much? <laughs> yeah, did he really just call his mean girls at the cool kids' table? <laughs> he really did. Sounds like somebody's got a real Lindsay Lohan complex, huh? You don't 
think that he was right. Were we too hard on dipshit? No. Dipshit always was and always will be a dipshit. Pretty nice thing Tate did if he's telling the truth, though. By keeping our salaries going after the company shut down and all that. Who cares? He was still a stuck-up knob. I've said it once and I'll say it again. To dipshit. To dipshit. To dipshit. Greater Boston was created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen, with additional support from T.H. Ponders, Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. This mini-episode was written by Bob Ramunda and produced by Jeff Van Driesen. This episode featured Jim Johansson as Jonas, Jordan Stillman as Allison, Eli Barraza as Natalie, T.H. Ponders as Roger, Bob Ramunda as Tom, and Josh Rubino as Bernie the Mailman. Charlie on the MTA, recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Teedy. Are you an actor interested in auditioning for a role on Greater Boston? We have a call for auditions up right now. See our Twitter at InGreaterBoston for details. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Some kind of psychotherapist? (laughs) That was not on purpose. And... Why are you bothering us in the middle of our happy hour? I don't see any of our mailboxes around. Do you? Uh, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep, yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? trials the arena the old factory the inventor's basement the inventor's basement exactly mama i met someone today you're not gonna believe this half spider half human you all have this disorder we call it the imperfection okay so we just got off the train at a stop called east river between east broadway and york street which i'm pretty sure doesn't exist we are not a cop show charlie Uh, i know that but we're friends and i need my friends How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop it! These fucking spiders, they are everywhere! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts. Produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.